93.5 ESPN, WKTI and WKTIHD Milwaukee, a good karma brand station. Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. Always one of my favorite days of the year. A little scary with the weather, but, you know, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. That's what I'm going to keep saying. We're fine. It is on the tee. We are at Tuckaway Country Club for the MAC Fund outing. Um, Steven and I both playing in it. And we figured, why not bring somebody on from the MAC Fund? He is our friend. We talked about, we gave you a shout-out on the show a couple weeks ago when you shot your one-under here at Tuckaway in the uh, the State Open qualifier. So you'll be heading to the State Open in Ozaki in a couple of weeks. He is Mike Belowski from the MAC Fund. Thanks for coming on, pal. Gabe, Steven, thank you for having me. So where did your involvement in the MAC Fund begin and then in this event in particular? Because this event itself has been going on for a very long time. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, previous to my time at the MAC Fund, I've been with the MAC Fund for about six years now. Um, my whole kind of background's in golf. I was a you know, professional golfer, quote, call, put that in quotes. For <laughs> right um, uh, I wouldn't put it in quotes. Yeah. I, I, would, I would own that title. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, club pro for a little bit and then was the assistant golf coach at Marquette University. And, and truly, I love that. That job, um, but the kind of the travel got kind of tiring, and you know, my wife and I were talking about having kids and just wanted to be home a little bit more to see him. So, um, told a few folks that uh, fundraising seemed like it was something I wanted to get into for whatever reason. Kind of felt like uh, nonprofit was the calling, and um, I had a, a friend at the time who was on the board at uh, the Mac Fund, and, and he said, "Hey, you know, we might have this position and open up." So um, he introduced me to Becky, and kind of the rest is history. So here I am six years later. So then how'd you get involved with this event? They, they just decided, well, Bilo's into golf, so we're just going to insert him into all of our golf Every things. golf event is yeah. like. <laughs> yes, they, yeah, that is. Uh, a fair amount of them are, I would say that. Um, yeah, you know, it, it is. It, that is kind of what happened, right? It was like, hey, you came from this world, and you have a pretty good understanding of what goes on in events and stuff like that. So this stuff should probably uh, fall into your category. And, and it's very neat for me because, you know, it's special. Golf is... Um, given me so much in my lifetime that I get to bring a lot of that world with me to the Mac Fund now and um, kind of use it for good. So, yeah, it's 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 tremendous to be involved with this event, but really just, I mean, the Mac Fund is such a special place. Yeah, the Mac Fund does an unbelievable job of raising money for childhood cancer and supporting that research. How much money are you guys hoping to raise from this event in particular? Uh, I think if we can clip the 100000 mark, that would be that would be a good number uh, each each and every year. You know, we're very lucky with our friends over at ZT Distribution, uh, Scott and Carolyn Trojanowski, the people who lead that organization on it. Um, they're, uh, they're our new title sponsors. It was Chili's for a long time, and kind of when that transition happened, you know, Scott and Carolyn said, hey, what can we do to keep this thing going and help and um, kind of breathe some new life in it. So, yeah, here we are with that. Talking with Mike Belowski from the Mac Fund on the T, 94.5 ESPN. How much did the pandemic affect you guys and your ability to, to raise money with events like this? Yeah, that's a good question. So, um, 
If you would have looked at our balance sheet, you probably wouldn't have known there was a pandemic, interestingly enough, but uh, that was because, you know, we live in a wonderful community, southeast Wisconsin, Wisconsin in general, that people, um, they bridged any gaps that there might have been. But there were some, I would say there were some tense moments when, you know, you couldn't put six people in a room together and we're an event-driven yeah. organization. <laughs> it's like, well, how are we going to do this, right? Um, but we, you know, like everyone, we, you know, we did what we could safely outdoors. We did what we could virtually. And um, like I said, there were some generous uh, folks along the way that kind of helped us through. How much pride do you take in the opportunity to put on events like this? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I am certainly proud Um to be a part of this, to be a small part of it, I, I just think it's amazing. The Mac Fund doesn't exist without the people in southeastern Wisconsin, and I think that's the thing that's coolest, is we have such a generous community, and there are so many kids that um, have benefited from this, doctors, researchers that have benefited from these dollars that people show up with every year. You know, I mean, we can we can plan a golf outing, but if people don't show up, you guys don't show up. I mean, it's not going to be very successful, right? So, yeah, I take pride to a point, but um very thankful for all the people that come to it. Another golf event um, that both Stephen and I have participated in. Yeah. I unfortunately had to sit out this year, but we love the ringer. Where did the idea yeah. for the ringer come from? A hundred holes of golf out at the Bog Golf Course. Where did that idea come from? Because it's, it seems like it's been pretty successful for the Mac Fund. It's been great, uh, probably more than we even assumed. So um, a while back, I was talking with a buddy of mine who's a member at Ozaki, and he was telling me about this 100-hole hike out at, I think it's Bandon Dunes that he did, and, and he said this, you know, this concept is not necessarily new playing 100 holes, so um, he and I talked about it, and then we went to the bog and talked with Mike Hammis, the owner, and said, hey, you know, what can we do to make this unique? We want to make it special, something that you don't necessarily just sign up for, um, but something that you want to come back for every, with every year, right? Um, so we approached our friends at TaylorMade that haven't been in the golf business, had a couple of good buddies there that they liked the idea, and they said, all right, like, let's help you out to the best of our ability. And it has. you know, it's, it's an event. <laughs> to, the, to the best of their ability, yeah. it's been pretty darn good. It yeah. has. Uh, as a recipient of, <laughs> yeah. of said gifts. Yes. Uh, yeah, it has. We um, like your contact. Yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely, everyone would. Um, but, you know, that's an interesting event where this year, for example, we have 19 players teed up. We'll have brought in $175,000, and it costs maybe 15 grand to run. Uh, so that's an unbelievable amount of money that's going to research. So um, we're in a, we'll be in our sixth year next year up in Wisconsin. We'll be in our third year down in Chicago, and we actually had a first year uh, one in Cleveland this year. So um, I guess St. Louis is next. <laughs> As the golf mind uh, of the Mac Fund, do you have any ideas for future events of stuff you'd like to see golf related for raising money for the mac fund uh so truly um i say it jokingly but i think i think the ringer could happen um in more cities throughout the midwest we're the midwest athletes against childhood cancer i don't see a reason why we couldn't go to st louis we couldn't go to minneapolis um frankly madison is probably far enough away to where we could do one too I think that i think that concept is there and as long as kind of the co- courses are on board and taylor made's on board there's a lot, a lot of upside. Certainly is. Talking with Mike yeah. Belusky from the Mac Fund here on the T94.5 ESPN with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson. All right, so you came from the golf business, so mm-hmm. let's let's ask you some of the golf questions. Okay. Best course in the state? Um, my favorite is the river course at Black Wolf Run. I just played a couple of weeks ago. That is a gem. <laughs> Tremendous. Yeah. I think Black Wolf, the facility itself, the Meadow Valley and River, it's 
I've not been to Sand Valley yet, but it's about as good of a 36 holes as I can find. Meadow Valley just becomes so underrated, and to me, a pretty good value <laughs> yeah. because the river yeah. is right yeah. next to it. it right. But it's just still an excellent 18 holes of golf. Mm-hmm. That's I absolutely right. love it. I, I also love the original 18 up there when it's they do that really early, late good. season. Yes. That's I always cheat anytime somebody asks me. I'm like, well, <laughs> technically it's still in the state. Do. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. my favorite 18-hole layout in the state. Yes. How about your favorite course that you've played in your pro golf days or along with Marquette when you traveled with them? Oh, boy. So um, I imagine you had some pretty good trips. Yeah, we had some great trips at Marquette. So Steve Bailey being the head coach there, he uh, he's a very well-respected person in the, the college golf um, world. So we got to go to some great places. Um I think it's got to be Pebble. Got to play Pebble twice. Um, spectacular. Like, it, you know, it's it's holy land, right, for yeah. golf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not seeing an argument. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's that's still on the list. Yeah. yeah. That's on the list of things i got to get to yeah. is, is Pebble Beach. Do you have anything? On, I mean, you mentioned you haven't gone to Sand Valley. What are what are places you want to go and you want to play? Uh, Augusta National, right, I think. Well, I mean, yeah. that's yeah. – Have you been there? I've been there. I've been. Oh, okay. I was at a practice round for the Masters three years ago. Now, tremendous. Yeah. I, I mean, if I could play there, um, and for whatever reason, Oakmont is is really okay. high on my list, and it's one I feel like a lot of people have. Played. I feel that's. I feel that's a very golf nerd answer. Yes. But we're golf yeah. nerds yeah, here, so right. we accept yeah. the answer. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those those two would be my places if I could if I could pick. Have you done any international travel with golf? I have not. Ooh. No, I have not. I've, okay. I've played in Mexico. I guess that's as far that's away as <laughs> I've gone. <laughs> Any and any like buddies trips you've you've ever wanted to go on? Do that kind of plan out that Ireland, Scotland, anything like that? I I probably would. I w- I would imagine someday I will get over there. Yeah, at one point in my life or another, God willing. But um, yeah, I have not. Uh, I haven't done them yet. So everyone that comes back says how tremendous it is. And I actually have a buddy at Bandon Dunes right now, who another nice. place I've never been that he he got there and said. This is it. Like this is about as good as it gets. Yep. <laughs> Gabe led off uh, with your introduction in your resume and mentioned the round that you just had out here the other day to qualify for the state open. Tell us about this round and what it means to you to qualify for the state open. Yeah, I, I was very happy about that. So I, I told Gabe, I frankly, I've not played in a qualifier in a handful of years. Um, a little bit because I've been exempt for stuff, and a little just because now with kids, I don't have as much competition on the schedule. So had to qualify for the Open and, and really wanted to. I worked at Ozaki as an assistant pro for three years. And yeah. That place is uh, outstanding. So um, I told Gabe, I said, I was probably as nervous as I've been on a golf course in quite a while just because, you know, you never really know what's coming right now. <laughs> <laughs> so could be good, could be bad. And so, yeah, I was lucky. It turned out to be a good one. That's awesome. <laughs> that's that's what good players say. Yeah, I was well, lucky when I well, shot one under par to qualify for the Wisconsin yeah, State Open. I mean, I could easily spin around here in eighty one. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not kidding. Any given day, yeah, that's the beauty I mean, of this game. Truly, yeah, truly. Below, uh, how can people uh, look up the Mac Fund uh, and find ways to maybe help out next year or even help out with some of the events you still have this year? Yeah, if you just go to macfund.org, um, we have an events tab there. Like I said, we're largely event driven. About eighty percent of our revenue annually comes in from that. So um, we do a lot more than golf. Everyone jokes that it's a lot, but we, we really do. Um, you know, from the Trek 100 bike rides to on September 1st, we'll have people climbing down the side of a building downtown. Um, and honestly, if there's stuff that people are passionate about and they want to turn it into a fundraiser, we love that type of stuff too. Oh, so. yeah, I've been out the Waukesha Gun Club yeah. for, for that event. Mm-hmm. That's always been a fun event to be mm-hmm. out there for that. So, yeah, there are plenty of opportunities, I think, to get involved with the Mac Fund. Definitely. 
Bilo, we certainly appreciate the time and uh, appreciate you for having us out here today. Hey, thanks to you both. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. We'll enjoy the day. Yeah. Mike Malowski from the Mac Fund joining us on the T's opening segment brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. An exciting winner on the PGA Tour. We dive into that coming up next on the T. The opening segment was brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. On the tee with Gabe and Steven continues next on 94.5 ESPN. You're listening to On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. had an interesting winner yesterday not just because he's interesting in and of himself but because he's a winner that you won't ever get on the live we discuss more thanks to our friends at ewald automotive and it's all about the drive sometimes it's all about the drive but off the tee it's all about the drive the best and biggest shots of the weekend that house is like 400 yards away is that good that's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. Tom Kim is the, uh, that's what he goes by. He is from South Korea. Uh, he is the youngest, like, winner on the PGA Tour since World War II, 20 years old. He has been on a heck of a run, Stephen. By winning yesterday, he is now in the FedEx Cup playoffs, and he's actually in a decent spot in the FedEx Cup playoffs inside the top 35 with his win yesterday because he had a good finish at the U.S. Open. He had a good finish at the Genesis Scottish Open where he finished top five. At the British Open, he made the cut, so he was able to accumulate enough points. He just never had the membership, but by winning, he gets that membership two years, 20 years old, grinds his way to a FedEx Cup playoff berth. It's just such a cool story from the Wyndham yesterday. Yeah, we're talking about a rising superstar in this sport, not necessarily as a golfer, but as a personality. Because like this is a kid that is going to be so fun to watch. He's going to be amazing with the media. Um, he's done a lot of fun interviews already since joining the PGA Tour. And Gabe, do you want to feel really old right now? I, if you're referencing, I think it was the Kyle Porter tweet. He is the first winner on the PGA Tour, born in the 2000s. Okay. Which is actually a little surprising. Yeah. Because he's 20 years old. You know, you would think maybe like a 22, 21-year-old, but he's 20. Yeah. Um, you know, so that that's interesting. But I saw the uh, the tweet yesterday um, from, I think it was Kyle Porter from CBS Sports, with just four pictures of moments Tom Kim was not alive for. Oh, yeah, I did see that as uh, well. You know, the Tiger Slam. Yeah. Vandeveld. Um, I'm trying to think what the other ones were uh, on that list, but there were like four, like oh, the, the Ryder Cup comeback in 1999. Yep. Just these big seminal moments in golf that happened right around the turn of the century. That, well, Tom Kim was not quite yet alive for. Can we talk about his front nine yesterday? The <laughs> dude goes out there and shoots a 27 on par 35. Yep. 27. Yeah. Eight under with seven birdies and an eagle. Yeah, I believe, uh, yeah, seven birdies and an eagle. It was unbelievable um, with, with what he was able to do yesterday. Almost yeah. challenged. So do you know the where the PGA Tour record is for score on nine holes? 
I would imagine 26. 26 at Brown Deer. Corey Pavin Whoa. shot a 26 on the front nine at Brown Deer. Shout out to your spot. Um, yeah, and at that point he was a par 34, so it was also eight under par for him because they turned um, the whole eye of my double eagle on. That was a par four for the pros. Okay. So that was a par four for them. Uh, he holed out, made it, made it two, I think, on eight. You just had yeah, to make sure you, 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 you said double eagle out loud. Yeah, I did. I mean, well, I brought a pull four at Brown Deer. Yeah, I figured, naturally. You know, just, I'm surprised. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to see if I can get enough uh, pro shop credit out there that I can just spend it on a plaque yeah. and put it there where, you know, I, I hold out from. You should. You should. Um, you look at that front nine by Tom Kim. He had seven threes. He had a two and a four. He had as many twos as fours. Seven threes, <laughs> a two and a four. <laughs> that's silly. That's outrageous. That's a video game. Like that's like Tiger, you know, ninety nine uh, on EA Sports type of front nine. And it's just so cool to see happen to go out there and get it because again, he wasn't. I mean, he just ended up running away from everybody. Yeah, shot a sixty one, yeah. one by five strokes. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you shoot a twenty seven on the front. It's. You know, when you shoot a 27 on the front, 61 seems a little disappointing because you're really on a roll and you're thinking, okay, maybe we get to 59 today. Yeah. It obviously didn't happen, still shot 61, and, and he's never going to complain about getting his PGA Tour card and, and winning going away from everybody. It, it's just such a cool story because – and it's one story that had it not happened, I don't know how much I'm paying attention to the Wyndham this weekend. I agree. Because – and we'll get into this in the, the the FedEx Cup playoff structure in just a little bit. But with the FedEx Cup playoffs, this event has kind of suffered because a lot of the big names don't play it because they know they're about to go on a run of playing, hopefully, three, three. consecutive weeks High if intense. you finish the, you know, top 30. So it's going to be an, an, an intense three weeks. It's going to be a lot of reps. It's so a lot of the unless you're trying to grind your way on and make that top 125 or try to improve your seating a little bit you're, or you're somebody who wants to play that much golf, you're just not going to play in the Wyndham Championship. And he goes out there as a 20-year-old and wins, which is such a good thing, I think, for the PGA Tour. Because, And, and we're not going to get into the live lawsuit if you were expecting us to do that today just because it's so far over our heads. Um, I, I don't know antitrust law, so it's it just kind of a waste of time for us to dive into that. But if Liv is going to be limiting themselves to 48 players and that's it, you don't get these fun stories of somebody like Tom Kim who is able to qualify for a U.S. Open, who is able to Monday qualify into a couple of these, get some sponsors exemptions, and work his way to the PGA Tour. Like He, he got this surprise start at, at Genesis, and he was just hoping to play well enough then, okay, I've got enough events, maybe I can make it to the Corn Ferry Tour finals yeah. and make my way, get a PGA Tour card through that mode of entry. And now he ends up winning a PGA Tour event. At yeah, it's, it's what we talked about the last two weeks on this show. Like the stories like Tony Finau, the guys who have grinded through and had to win those qualifiers. And, um, you know, those tournaments mean so much more to those type of players. And when you find them having this type of success, it creates better storylines. It's better for the game. And that's just simply what you wouldn't have on that other tour, I'm going to call it. <laughs> um, and, I mean, and the fun thing about social media and humanizing these athletes in today's sports world like we've learned so much about tom kim over the last five days it's fantastic like, he is he is like a ball of energy he's 20 years old he, he his, might be he, one of my top 10 favorite golfers right now he is like I, it, his real his first name is Joo young but he goes by tom because his nickname is off after thomas the tank engine 
And he there's a, there's this video Gabe and I were talking about it before the show that you must go find the oh. PGA Tour tweeted it out of him talking about why find. he loves the the U.S. so much and it's because of fast food and he just rattles off Chipotle <laughs> and like he's just in and out Chick Fil A <laughs> Panda Express he and he said that he actually is like worried about eating too much fast food and it's going to ruin his golf game but like you forget he's 20 years old it's like so endearing and he's just like a, a great energy about him um like yeah it's it's one of those type of players that the tour can lean into and and those are the types of fun personalities that make this game great it becomes tough sometimes to become a personality as you get older i think we've almost seen this a little bit with rory where you become a brand yeah you know and i think rory has done a really good job because you think of when rory first came out of the tour right like he's He's a little. He has a little bit more of the baby fat he than he like does the, now. He's like the chubby, curly hair. Yeah, kid. he's got the curly hair. He's got. I still don't know what Jumeirah is. I just know he was his hit, his hat sponsor. <laughs> you know, like I, I still don't know what Jumeirah was and or is if they still exist as a company. You know, he's just taking money from wherever he can, and and he just has this. He just has no fear, right? And he's a little bit more of a character. He's not afraid to say things, and he kind of builds up a brand. And I think honestly, now his brand is that he's a little bit more open and willing to kind of speak on these things because. I, I don't know if he just feels like he's that protected at this point. I mean, he's a four-time major champion. He's won 20 times on the PGA Tour. He's one of golf's superstars and is always going to be recognizable. And he just kind of speaks out on, on, on what he feels, and I think a lot of people respect that. But when you're young like Tom Kim, <laughs> like you don't know these things. Like He's not a brand yet. He's just out there just saying things a 20-year-old kid yeah. would say, and it, it just makes him incredibly endearing. Yeah, he's wide-eyed. He's enjoying the spotlight that, you know, he grinded for and probably came a little quicker than even he would anticipate on the PGA Tour. The success that he's had in the last couple of months, um, I mean, it's it's vaulted him into a different echelon in the sport. I mean, he's going to be competing for a FedEx Cup now at 20 years old. And playing as well as he is, it is not far-fetched to think that he could do it. Again, we'll get into yeah. that in a little bit. In, but it's not far-fetched, being in the top 30, that he could compete and potentially be one of the guys who wins a FedEx Cup because it's about getting hot in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. he's swinging, the, and he's swinging the, the, the clubs really well right now. I also want to um, shout out Ashley Buhai, who is the Women's Open champion. And what's cool about both of these winners, so you start with Tom Kim, who, by the way, yes, he shot 27 yesterday. He made an eight on his opening hole of the tournament. Made an eight. First hole of the is tournament he, is at Wyndham. The, is he the first winner to make a quad and then win? I mean, I, I doubt, I mean, maybe on his first hole. I mean, I, I'm guessing somebody else. Because then you have, yesterday at the Open, Ashley Buhai has a five-shot lead going into the final round. She made a triple that pulled her even and ends up winning in a four-hole playoff. But it's just kind of a reminder of, if you're out there playing your own round, and, and I understand it's tougher because these are 72-hole golf tournaments and you're only playing 18 holes, but you can bounce back from that quad. You can bounce back from that triple it's, it's that, tough. It's, it's tough. Very encouraging words, Mr. Neitzel. It's but, tough. You know, but when you're it, in that moment, there's, yeah. there's nothing like getting kicked between the legs after a triple. And it was it was great to watch her. I mean, again, she had a three-shot lead. Yeah. Makes a triple. All of a sudden, she's even. You know, she's she might not win. Finds a way to make another birdie coming in. Makes par on 18 and, and still finds herself into the playoff. I mean, and she had to make like a five-footer to get to the playoff because she got a little aggressive with her first putt. 
because she wanted to make sure she got it to the hole, gave it a chance to go in and potentially win the golf tournament, made a nice putt coming back, and wins in a playoff, which, by the way, they need to change yesterday. I, I was going to set you up. I figured you were going to you, – you, <sighs> you had a little a little thoughts on the fact that they played the same hole four times so, in the playoff. I, I, the Women's Open has come so far in probably the last decade. A lot of places are being open to them, like Muirfield. I mean, Muirfield, once every 10 years it gets played on the men's side, and – you know, they initially had voted not to have the women there. Very, you know, boys clubbish over there. They got admonished enough. You know, people finally put enough pressure, so they had the women's open at Muirfield, which you know that's it's a fa- very famous venue yeah, where course. a lot of big time winners on the men's side have won. Phil Mickelson famously winning there in 2013 uh, for his lone uh, Open Championship victory. But it's a great golf course. Showcase the golf course. They played 18 for. Times I understand if if you're kind of limited with what you have to do and it has to be a sudden death playoff. I would prefer major playoffs to be some sort of accumulation the way it is for the PGA, the British Open, and the U.S. Open on the men's side. U.S. Open, not the 18 holes anymore, but it's still not sudden death. Augusta has to be because of the time of year it's at. Yeah, it almost know? yeah. But it, if you have to do sudden death, don't just keep playing the same hole every time. It almost felt like they were just like. Oh, this is still going. Uh, let's just let's run it back. <laughs> and I understand you got a lot of people around there, yeah. but 18 at Muirfield is a really damn hard golf call. Like I think there was one birdie during the final round, so it's you're watching these girls, just these ladies, grind for fours and fives. Like, let's give them an opportunity to birdie. Let's do a three-hole aggregate, or after 18, go to one or go to nine. Like, just figure out a way to not just continuously play the same hole over and over and over again. Because yeah. it did, from an entertainment product, it was, okay, they got to hit it here, they got to hit it here. Okay, it, it, You just kind of knew the way the hole was playing after watching it four times in a row. Yeah, uh, they, they got to figure that out. Because playoffs can be super fun when, oh, when yeah. done right. And especially when you have that many names in it and you have an opportunity to showcase a course that not a lot of people see on a regular basis, I couldn't agree more. I mean, there's no excuse for playing the same hole four straight times. No. And this is not the first time it they happened. Don't, they don't enjoy it. It doesn't look good on TV. No. The viewer doesn't enjoy it. And the last time this happened, it happened a couple of years ago at what used to be the ANA. Um, and now is going to be the Chevron, and is, it's the first major of the year for the ladies. And it's going to be moving to Texas. But then when they were playing it in California, I think they played 18, like, Seven times. Yeah. Like, what are we, no, thank you. There's just kind of there, there are other good holes on these golf courses. Let's showcase these things, especially because once people hear "Oh, golf playoff," you have a good chance of people tuning in. I just think that would have been a win yeah. for everybody involved. Hopefully, the RNA and NBC and everybody come together and realize that that was a mistake, and they fix that going forward in the women's game. But shout out to uh, Ashley Buhai for being victorious in the women's open yesterday. We were just talking a little bit about the Bog Golf Course. It is a top five Palmer golf course in the United States. Uh, they have been friends of the Mac Fund, and Stephen and I are at the Mac Fund Golf Outing at Tuckaway today, but the Bog is a great place. If you haven't been out there, highly recommend it. Golfthebog.com is the website. It offers a challenging but playable golf course in a beautiful natural setting in Sockville. A great barn if you're looking for something that has um, you know, great amenities afterwards where you can go enjoy a drink outside, watch people coming down playing hole 18. It's a fun golf, to, golf course to play and again, a top 5 Palmer course in the United States. Golfthebog.com is their website. And always very generous to the Mac Fund. Oh, so very much a friend to the Mac Fund. The FedEx Cup Tour playoffs, the FedEx uh, Cup playoffs on the PGA Tour stink. We'll discuss next <laughs> on the tee.
Back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN. Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. I understand what the FedEx Cup tries to do on the PGA Tour. I just don't like how it continues to morph in what it's done uh, on the PGA Tour. The original thought process behind this, I understood it. I mean, every other sport has playoffs. Even NASCAR has playoffs. You know, so if you want to make that comparison of one player being in a playoff setting, then NASCAR has found a way to do it. It's tougher, you know, when you, when you have an individual sport and 125 guys making your playoffs. But the FedEx Cup playoffs just don't do it for me anymore, Stephen. I, I just I still don't even think I understand them. Like to this to this day, like they're they're. It feels like I'm watching two separate events. And and they've tried to eliminate that with what they've done with the Tour Championship and the way they have, depending upon where you are in the 30, that's your starting score, which is a hard watch anyway. But I don't like it from the fact that, and maybe it changes this year, because there are only going to be three playoff events this year. You know, they, they got rid of the Northern Trust, so you still have the BMW. This week we have the FedEx uh St. Jude events, yep. and then we'll have the Tour Championship in three weeks, as always, down mm. in Atlanta, Georgia. BMW in the middle. Yeah, with the BMW being in the middle. So they got rid of the Northern Trust, and it felt like you had to win one of those two events to really have a chance in the last ones. You had to get hot. Maybe that changes uh, with only having two playoff events before. But this was supposed to measure the best golfer over the course of a t- PGA Tour calendar. Yep. That's that's what the FedEx Cup champion was ri- originally supposed to be. And now they they don't want to have um, a, a different winner on the Tour Championship with the FedEx Cup, the way that Tiger won, but Justin Rose still won the FedEx Cup back in 2018. Say 18 or 19? When Tiger been. won at Eastlake? Yeah, that was 18. Was that 18? That was 2019. 19 was the Masters. 19 was the Masters. Yeah. Ah, sorry, they both were very <laughs> They're emotional, emotional, yeah. emotional moments for emotional me. Times <laughs> they blend together. For these two guys. So he won that back in 2018, so they've tried to get rid of that. And So instead of measuring the best player on the PGA Tour, it's kind of, okay, who's the hottest PGA Tour player in August? Which I just don't like. It just doesn't make – and maybe it makes it similar to other sports because we've seen teams in baseball and football get hot at the right time, get into the respective playoff, and then win a championship. But in golf, because it's an individual sport, and it literally taking a place over a calendar year, I, I just can't level those two things, and I absolutely hate it. I hate the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yeah, the, I feel like the best way to compare it to is like a pole positioning for a NASCAR race. Like yeah. you've earned the points throughout the entire year. Scotty Scheffler is going to be your pole sitter. <laughs> I mean, he's without question going to be in, in first place, and then everybody else is kind of playing from behind. Um, it's just it's just a weird dynamic when you look at a leaderboard when somebody's already starting at a number that it's impossible for somebody in eighth place to make that jump. And yeah. you want to reward the guys who had consistency, but you also want to reward the viewer on at Eastlake for a good golf experience and not feel like what what it was like watching Cantlay, you know, when he was so far ahead. And it, I don't know, it's just. As you said, I, I, I understand what they're trying to do, um, not feel like it's backloaded late in the schedule when it comes to how the rankings and, and you know point systems work, but 
I don't know what the solution is, Gabe, because you you can't you can't say yeah our entire tour season matters when Scotty Scheffler wins what six of eight to start off the year, mm-hmm. um, and then he hasn't won one since, but he's been in the hunt. Uh, it's just I, I it's it's tricky. So it and and maybe it's going to be a little bit different this year. Like I would rather see like a match play like NCAA tournament style finish off the year with. Scotty Scheffler is the one seed Ooh. going off against the 64 seed, you know. Yeah. And and you just let's let's take it down to a match play event, and then that crowns your champion in the end. You could you could talk me into that pretty easily, Stephen. I think you may have cracked down, you know, hit hit on something here. I'm okay, going to reach out to Jay. Let's make the FedEx Cup a little bit different. And look, I think they're going to have to change the FedEx Cup with the changes that they're probably going to have to make with Liv breathing down their neck. It, this is just one that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Now, you do get 2,000 points if you win this week. 2,000, if that means nothing to you, I don't blame you because the FedEx Cup has never really been explained well to fans. Yeah. Which makes it another hard thing to care about. Uh a typical PGA Tour event is 500. Uh, majors are 550 to 600 if you win. So 2,000 points, meaning if you are Jordan Spieth and you win this week, you will now be ahead of Scotty Scheffler in the FedEx Cup standings. Does Spieth even have a win this year? He's got one. Spieth, because he backed his way into one before. Uh, it was one of the Texas events. Oh, he won RBC, didn't he? Uh, didn't no, he, he didn't win RBC. It was... After the Masters, it was Heritage. Texas events. Yeah, I can tell you. I don't know. It's fine, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Scotty, Scotty's won, you know, six events. I, I, I don't like that he wouldn't be in first come Eastlake yeah. at this point with the season that he put together. I, he did win Heritage. He backed his way into Heritage the week after the Masters. That is the one he won. You are correct. I just I, I don't forget a sport coat like that. That's when, true. When, yeah, you win, when, when you that's win, your trophy, yeah, I, I, I'm very uh, – I love my sport coat. So. Yeah, that's 100%. You, you, you very much remembered that correctly. I thought it was a little bit later in the schedule. But it, it, there's just no good way to do this. So if the FedEx, if FedEx is willing to give that kind of money, I think you got to find a better way to distribute it out to players. I just think you do because this, this to me is about getting hot in the month of August. It's not about how well you played throughout the course of the year because Scotty Scheffler hasn't been playing his best golf. Yeah. And I would be surprised if Scotty Scheffler ends up being the 2022 FedEx Cup champion despite – to me, being the, the the PGA Tour player, I mean, he, he made his ten million dollars already in career, in uh, earnings <laughs> from from winning so many times. Um, yeah, it, it, it's it's they got to figure it out. I, I I'm going to lean into this match play idea. I, I think you're onto something because if you can, to me, you take away the match play from the middle of the season, you put it toward the end of the season. That makes sense because right now with where the match play is. I mean, most guys play it, but it's really close to the Masters, so it kind of ends up being the last time somebody plays before they play Augusta, and it's not the same type of golf. Yeah. You would know, I mean, when you play with your buddies, if you're playing stroke play, match play, it's two completely different mindsets, so a lot of guys don't necessarily like it to be their last thing before. So you get rid of it in the middle of the season, you put it at the end, to me that's a lot of fun. And you could you could make the final three events of the year, the FedEx St. Jude's, the BMW, and then finish at Eastlake and make them all match play events and just do bracket style, beginning with three or four days there. Yep. Three or four days there and make it, you know, what? It could be top 100 players. Yeah. And a play-in to get in for anybody who wants to be in there. I don't know. It's... Um, I think you're onto something. It's a half-baked idea, but I think if you have a little bit more time to think about it, I think you can come up with... Because you don't want to go stroke play the entire year and then turn it into a match play event. Yeah. But... 
it also it, it just feels it feels weird as a viewing experience to look at a leaderboard that is like a shotgun leaderboard. It's yeah. just it's just a weird it's, experience. It's, yeah, it's strange over the next few weeks and it, you pay attention. I pay attention to the first two playoff events more than I pay attention to the last one just because there's only 30 guys. It's a weird leaderboard. But the actual the other ones are or golf and I know who the best player is that week where that's not necessarily what's going to happen at East Lake in 3 weeks. This week though, FedEx Cup, St. Jude events, who do you have in your Gruber Law says one call, that's all pick. I think we finally get our Cameron Young win. Ah, uh, that's that's where I'm going <laughs> to. I, I, th- I feel like I'm going to pick Cam Young until he actually wins. He's like he was like my Xander pick, you know, and then I stopped picking Xander, he started winning. So uh, maybe Cam Young will not want me picking him, but I, I this guy has just been knocking on the door. Um, I, I think he has as many top top twos as Scheffler does in this PGA Tour season, but they're all twos, unfortunately, for Cam Young. So I, I think that Cam Young is going to be one of those guys that is flirting at Eastlake. What's amazing about Cam Young and the run that he's had this year, he's in the top ten without winning. Yeah, he's and I understand he's probably played more events than Justin Thomas, so that's why he has as many points. But he's only ten points behind a major winner from this year in terms of FedEx Cup points. He only has three professional wins: two on the Corn Ferry yep. and one as an amateur at the Lennox Advisors New York State Open in 2017. Oh, shout out to Lennox Advisors <laughs> yes. in, in New York State. That's uh, that's fantastic. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be rooting for this week. Yeah, I think Cam Young is going to have a lot of success going forward, and it'd be cool for him to kind of claim that as. A playoff event, which are big. I mean, Steve Stricker won a bunch of playoff events as well in his career, and and that really raised his profile. So, while I may not be a fan of the FedEx Cup playoff system and the way it does, what it does do is it gets us two really good fields this week and next week. It yeah. gets us spectacular fields, and that's what make to me makes the golf interesting is that you have all of the best players in the world together playing at the same spot. Yeah, and and when you set up when you go thirty at East Lake, I mean that that all. FedEx Cup points aside, like that's a great viewing experience when yeah. you're looking at the 30 best players on the PGA Tour all playing and you're not watching shots from 100 different people um, and you feel like you've watched 30 different guys play every single shot. I, I'm excited. That, that I am excited about. The point system, they got to figure it out. We break down Tuckaway Country Club uh, as part of our uh, Mac Fun outing here coming up in just a little bit. But first, I do want to tell you about our friends over at Fairways of Woodside. Golf weather in Wisconsin is here. If you're looking for a great place to get outside, fairwaysofwoodside.com is the website to book your tee time in Sussex. The best part about fairways is the atmosphere. Golf is supposed to be fun, and they remind you of it. It's a fun course to play, and you have fun while playing it because of the friendly staff. Check them out and book your tee time today at fairwaysofwoodside.com. As I mentioned, Tuckaway Breakdown, coming up next on the tee. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more on the tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. The tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Annex Wealth Management is a proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. 
It's time to put things in order at xwealth.com. Click on the Get Started button. We're going to be breaking down, courtesy of our friends at Waste Management, Tuckaway. But first, a fun story that we had to bring up because it seems everybody right now, Stephen, is having some sort of... If you are traveling over to the UK for golf... Bad things are happening to your stuff. Yeah, it, it, it's a bad, uh, not, not a good look for the airlines right now. I mean, we saw Jessica Corda, who did not have a lot of her clothes arrive for the Open overseas. She was borrowing some of her, you know, playing friends' <laughs> clothes. You had to do the same on your trip yep. in Scotland. Um, and Colin Morikawa tweeting out um, a very funny picture of him <laughs> on the plane looking out the window and noticing that his golf clubs were off the bag carrier, just standing, like, in the middle of concrete by themselves. And could you imagine how uneasy of a feeling that is for us everyday golfers, yeah. but for a professional That's golfer? That's how you make your money. To literally right watch his clubs not be taken onto the plane and sit there by themselves. Um, and he tweeted about it and had fun with it. He did get his clubs back, um, but... I can't imagine what that feeling was like for him as he's about to fly into, you know, it was preparing for the FedEx Cup this upcoming weekend. I'm curious if I take, so I don't have any big golf trips on the calendar right now. And if I go anywhere, it's probably just close enough where I can drive. But the next time I go on a big time trip, I wonder if I'm going to take my clubs with me or if I'm going to ship stick some. Like do a different, like independent kind of, okay, I know they're there instead of having to rely upon commercial airlines to get my stuff there because it just seems like there have been horror story after horror story. Yeah, Shane, Shane Bacon had a problem yep. with his clubs. From Golf Channel. Yeah. It just seems like, I mean, uh, Jim Gray went over there, couldn't get his clothes. You know, Nellie didn't get, or excuse me, Jessica didn't get her clothes. Did your clubs arrive, by the way? My clubs arrived. Are your clothes? Oh, my I clothes, meant. yes. My clothes, 30, they were missing for 35 days. 35 days. They were gone for 35 days, and it just magically appeared at my house. Are you, is, is this... Any of these? Nope, uh, no, no, none no. of this. None of this was. Dave uh, is dressed in, to, to the nines as always well, right now for the Mac Fund Open. Because I have the Mac Fund pants, and I thought about bringing. So I had the Mac Fund pants, the ESPN pants. I only took. Um, I had some Horicon Marshman pants at the high school I went to, and those were the only like specially specialty made pants I brought with. Still had a bunch of the other colors that I had, um, and, and threw in there. But the Marshman pants were the only ones I took, and I'm glad because for a while there, I didn't think I was ever going to see any of those clothes again. But I just thought it'd be fun, you know, represent the Mac Fund while you're over there. But then I'm like, well, nobody. Did knows you do you send is. the airline your bill? I did. So I've gotten, I've been refunded. Um, so you got some good St. Andrews swag for free. Uh, so we're still waiting on that refund. Oh, so okay. <laughs> that's one refund. After your bag's been gone for 21 days, it's technically gone. Oh. So then they refund you for that. Although, I mean, the amount of stuff I had in there, I was refunded 600 bucks for that. That doesn't refund everything in there. So I'm still hoping that the other, like, hey. You told me to save receipts. You have to buy all these things now for me. We'll, we'll wait and see if that still happens. I'm waiting on UKLM. <laughs> Let's go ahead and talk about Tuckaway Country Club, courtesy of our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. So Tuckaway.
Fenway has held this event every year I've played in it, and, and the majority of the time that the, the Mac Fun golf outing is uh, ha- has been in existence. It's a fun golf course, and I understand if you you know not everybody has the opportunity to play it. It's a private place, but if you've got an opportunity, come out and play it. They did some renovations a couple years ago, added some new tee boxes. Um, I, I really wanted to play in the State Open qualifier out here, just because. It would have been an opportunity to come out here and, and, and play. So they do open themselves up to some of those higher event, you know, higher, yeah. you know, quality events like this one. Like as I mentioned, the uh, the state open qualifier they had here. Such a fun golf course to play. A lot of elevation changes going up and down the hills that that make this golf course unique and a little bit different. It, and this was the host of the GMO before it went to Brown Deer in '94. Um, I'm I'm just looking out of the back patio right now at you know holes one, ten, and eighteen. Eighteen coming in, beautiful little uh, approach shot. You got to hit it's, up to a, a green. It's tough. I mean, it it, it, it doesn't look like lot. anything from here, but when you get down on that golf course, you're sitting down there going, Yeah, you you don't see a lot of a lot of courses in this area. We're in Franklin um, that have this type of undulation and mm-hmm. th- like a lot of raised tee boxes, um, a lot of hard second shots into greens that. We'll kind of mess with your numbers a little bit when you're you got to take into account that that change in elevation yeah and it's i mean it, it's a course that especially if you start playing all the way back and i understand not everybody's going to do that but you know if you still if you're playing from the right tee it's not just a bombing bombing gouge place yeah you know, like a lot of country clubs i feel you know just kind of with the with the move in modern technology the the footprint just isn't big enough but you have nowhere to go uh this golf course if you play it all the way back it's it's long you're hitting some mid long irons in on par fours and you, you got to work your way around the golf course and there are a couple of tee shots like the one uh on on 18 here if you're playing all the way back it's probably a driver if you're a longer hitter if you're a longer hit otherwise if if you do hit driver you're bringing some ponds into play so you have to think your way around the golf course a little bit too it's not just all right i'm going to grab driver and rip it and hit it. Sometimes you have to place your way around this golf course if you're playing your own ball. Granted, that's not always the uh, <laughs> the, the strategy when you're playing a scramble. Yeah. Gosh. I, I love the Mac Fund. We're, we're happy to be out here raising a lot of money, but I'm scrambled out. Yeah? I'm scrambled out. You're scrambled out. See, yeah. I, I've, I've kind of limited the scramble. I, I'm trying to think. I've done a couple at the bog. Again, great course. Yep. Great people. I'm scrambled out. See, I, I think I, I've only I, I, I think I've be, only done two scrambles this year. I think this is my third so one. So stupid on the golf course. Oh yeah, because you just you're not think you don't have to think. And like you know you're you're playing with you know nice guys. You're just meeting for the first time. And oh, are you a golfer? Yeah, I play a lot. Oh, okay, you're gonna be our ringer. All right, pressure on. I don't know you at all, but yeah, sure. You walk up and you you try to rip driver and you try to you try to do shots, hit shots that you just you never try. I so I try to like. And I know you probably talk about it more than I do uh, on the show, but I do hit the ball a long way. But I don't like to. I don't want to be that guy, especially you know a day like today. You're playing with people you don't know. Oh yeah, I hit the ball a long way. And you're like, yeah, this guy. Do you yeah, just, te- just, do you just like tee it up and let them watch? Yeah, and, exactly. In, in amazement and be yeah. like, oh, oh, okay. So we can hit the ball far, you know, a long ways. Like, and my driver was a little erratic a couple of weeks ago. I think I've made some changes where I've I've kind of figured it out a little bit more. So hopefully, uh, you know, you know, for but for scramble events, I always feel the pressure of having the driver working even more than I'm playing by myself because I want to hit these long drives. That's going to help out my team. As long as you don't win long drive, 
and take all of our money. <laughs> I don't know. Are we even eligible for that? No, I don't think I, so. I don't think we are. But uh, it's always a great event. Always thank you uh, to Tuckaway for having us out here. Thank you to Mike Belowski for joining us earlier today. We'll be back next week with a recap of the FedEx uh, first stop on the FedEx Cup t- uh, playoff stop on the PGA Tour. This has been On the Team.